This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 016, Ocean Breakup, King of the Universe. Ocean Breakup, King of the Universe, is the song that begins Electric Light Orchestra's third album, titled On the Third Day. The song was recorded August of 1973 at Delane Lee Studios in Wembley, Middlesex, UK. The Ocean Breakup part contains a synthesizer piece that sounds like Morse code. Well, guess what? It actually is Morse code, and the letters are E-L-O. One of many hidden messages you'll find in ELO songs as their career went on. They really like doing that and having a little bit of fun with their listeners. The King of the Universe part has possibly a little bit of studio chatter that made it on there with a voice in the mix someplace saying oh really or are you ready which is kind of hard to hear there unless you're wearing headphones but considering the lyrics of the song it might be a small call and response to the words or it just could be like i said some studio chatter which sometimes gets on recordings no matter how professionally done Lyrically, the song is very, very simple, repeating the chorus several times with very little verse in there. Pretty much intentional because the first side of On the Third Day starts with Ocean Breakup, ending with Ocean Breakup Reprise. So it's not really a suite in itself made up of the songs on the first side. The song was covered by Eric Norlander in 20-07, sampled for the song No Hesitation by Step Brothers featuring Styles P in 2014, and it was used in the 1976 porny Ecstasy in Blue. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. There are chunks of this song that I like and chunks that are kind of like, I don't hate it, it's all right. I like the ocean breakup part. Uh, I think it's big, it's over the top to the point where it kind of makes me laugh a little bit. It seems sort of Monty Python-ish with the big... This is something I didn't know because I don't know Morse code. I think it's cute how they work that in there. As for the King of the Universe part, it's fine. Kind of reminds me of a cat just kind of meandering along. It really kind of doesn't seem to have some sort of path or goal. It's just kind of 
there. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I like the ocean breakup part. I like how the band likes to hide hidden messages in some of their songs, just for fun. Occasionally to tick off Christians, but mainly just for fun. Yeah, no, it's always fun and for that stuff. Exactly. And so... That part's good. It's obvious that when it comes to the string side that they have really know what they're doing at this particular point, so it's not sounding... It's all integrated with the band and everything now, so it's not sounding like it's two separate things trying to conflict with each other anymore. Yeah. But I did look back at a review I did of this album a long time ago saying that most of it seems like background music, and <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what King of the Universe seems like, so I don't know if the rest of it is going to be like that, because I don't remember a whole lot of this particular one. I know a lot of people like this album. Mm-hmm. But I think it might be just because everybody remembers Showdown and Ma 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 Bell and the rest of it. So f- at least so far, it's reminding me of why I don't listen to it much. <laughs> As I've said many times before, I'm not a big fan of the over-celloing, but for Ocean Breakup, it works. And yes, the orchestra is definitely more mingled in with the rock part so that it sounds more natural than just forced in there. And also... This album, Ocean Breakup, starts a trend that goes through every ELO album, except for Out of the Blue, up until about, I guess, Secret Messages, where it starts off with either something weird or sort of like a prelude or opening short bit. An overture, I believe, is what you mean. Yes, where the album kind of starts with sort of an overture or something weirdish sounding. Whereas with the first two albums, it just started, here's the first song. But this one starts with an overture, and then, of course, there's one on El Dorado. There's weird things starting up on Face the Music and a New World Record and the prologue on Time. Spooky, tingly stuff on Discovery and, and all that. And then they stop doing that with Balance of Power, and it's just, all right, here's the first song. We're starting the album. And I think that kind of stuff is fun for ELO albums, where they just have this thing that, like, starts an actual show or movie or what we're going to be going through here, instead of most albums where it's... Here's the first song. Let's go. Oh, well, that's true. I never really thought about that on uh, a lot of their albums. A lot of good albums know how to start off. I mean, Moody Blues did the same thing a lot of times. You'd have some spoken word intro for the album, and then it would really get into the meat of the songs. On the Threshold of a Dream is one that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. where it has this whole dialogue at the beginning with a computer or something like that, and <laughs> then goes right into Lovely to See You Again. Cool. Now... On the third day, mm-hmm. there are two different covers for yes, this. There are, there's, that's right. there's the UK cover, which looks like it's die cut with Jeff Lynne looking over a glowing earth as if he's either God or the star child from 2001. <laughs> and then there's the US version with them all pointing to their belly buttons. Yes. Now, I've always wondered on the US version, why? That's something I've wondered about. <laughs> I got the UK version in 1989, and there's like a square cutout of Jeff's head, and when you open it up, it's not like a gatefold, it's just a, you know, paperboard, like a greeting card. You open it up, and there's Jeff's full face, and I can't remember what's under the... When you open up the cover, because it's been so long since I've touched it, and as for the US version, yes, I've wondered this ever since I started collecting ELO in 1983 and looking through what kind of albums I'm going to get. Why are their shirts opening, pointing to their belly buttons? Is there a secret message, or... Are they just trying to be silly? This is something that I've always wondered about. If you know the Cactus or Orleans albums you run into in the thrift store, with them all with their shirts off and kind of gathered together naked, (laughs) um, 
the whole trend of wanting to see hairy 70s guys. I, <laughs> I don't know. It must it must have been sexy back then, I I guess. I guess. Uh... <laughs> and this neatly segues into the next thing I wanted to bring up. This is another song that was in that 1976 porn movie, Ecstasy in Blue. I still have not seen it. I'm just wondering what kind of imagery is going on while Ocean Breakup is playing. There's also something else I've wondered, and I forgot to bring it up the last time this movie came up. Did Jeff Lynne know this was going on? Did he own the rights to his songs back in 75, 76 when they were making this movie? And if he didn't, did he know the, the company that held the rights was going to be used in this porn movie? Um, I don't know much about the legal mumbo-jumbo about music licensing. And if he did know, I guess he didn't have a problem with it being used in porn. Maybe he just thought, ah, it's another check. Go ahead, use it. I've seen this done before in other movies from the 70s and 60s. Some of these movies didn't get a lot of distribution. They were very aimed into certain theaters. Yes. So people could get away with stuff. Uh, I believe Len owned his stuff from the beginning. So I believe his publishing and everything, he owned his stuff from the beginning for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. He had enough clout from the being in the move that he probably didn't have to go through that whole thing of having to try and get his rights back and all that. Right. I kind of However, so. most likely what they did is they probably used it without any permission whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because they figured, oh, we're doing a porn film. It's going to show in porn theaters. Nobody's ever going to see it. Who's going to sue us? It's not like now where a million people are going to see it, whether they want to see it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they'll put in, huh, Blue Ecstasy. I want to get some of that the next rave I go to. And guess what? You got a porn film. <laughs> yeah. Got something to say about Ocean Breakup, King of the Universe? Then call the telephone line voicemail at 623-850-3375. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? And I liked it to the end. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song -song podcast is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. Contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group. You can financially support the podcast by going to podomatic.com slash podcasts slash lntcs and click on the PayPal button. Next week, episode 017, Bluebird is Dead.